and I was like, why don't you date him? Like he's mm. he's just aware. He's nice. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but he's just too nice. I don't like him. Hi, my name is Anand. I'm an MBA student at the University of Toronto. Welcome to the Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior, using lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Why Coordinate. Today, I have a very special guest with me, um, and today's episode is going to be very interesting because I have one of the sweetest people I've met in the program here to talk about one of the sauciest topics on this podcast. So it's going to be a really interesting episode. Um, Fritika, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Thank you, Anang. I think that was a great introduction. One of the sweetest people. Oh my God, that's like really sweet of you to say that. So, but yeah, hi everybody. I'm Fritika. I'm originally from Mumbai, India, born and brought up in Bombay. I did my undergrad and bachelor's in banking and insurance, and I built a diverse experience in the financial service sector. Um, after after working for a good number of years, I thought that you know what is it that I want to really do? Took a step back, and I thought that let's get back to school. It's going to be exciting, and that's how I landed in Rotman. It's been a very exciting journey so far. Apart from December, because December I got COVID and I was banned. I was just you know stuck at home for a good one month, and everything was shut. But yeah, apart from that, it's been great at Rotman. And yeah, apart from um, my profession life, personally, I would say that I'm a big uh, fitness enthusiast. I love uh, you know I love I love doing my morning routine, which is yoga, meditation. You know, going for runs a couple of times in a week. Love eating healthy food. and uh, yeah that's about it fantastic i'm sorry to hear you got covid but i think that if you had to choose any time of the year to get it i think that was the best time because anyway everything was shut it was really cold and there wasn't really much to do <laughs> even if you did step out yeah um, i i agree but december like on 25th and new years both the days sitting uh, alone was like a brutal i would say uh, that that yeah well, it's good that you're back hale and hearty um Yeah, so you mentioned your morning routine. Can you talk a bit about that? I know you have a interesting morning routine. You wake up like like really really early, like mad person early. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you really have an interest because a lot of people consider it to be boring. Like I'm off to bed like by 10 p.m. and I'm yeah. up by you know 4:35, which is kind of abnormal at times. Yes. But yeah, like. <laughs> I wake up in the morning. I listen to music. I meditate for good, like half an hour, forty minutes, and then I have my morning coffee. I've kind of fallen in love with an espresso, mm-hmm. so I have my pods and stuff, you know, displayed. And I choose every morning which flavor coffee do I want to have. I enjoy that for good half an hour. Then, um, you know, get onto some yoga. I've started to learn a very new workout form, which is called the Animal Flow. It's mm-hmm. like a ground-based movement. you know it's mm-hmm. a combination of meditation and yoga and it mm-hmm. helps you in your strength mobility flexibility and it is amazing and it looks wow. beautiful when one is doing it i mm. haven't yet reached that stage of you know where it looks beautiful when i'm doing it but yeah i <laughs> hope to get there soon <laughs> uh, that sounds very nice so two questions one is i've also recently gotten into uh, the nespresso thingy i i don't know why i avoid, avoided it for the longest time uh, but uh, i got it out of sheer laziness because i had the french press before this and uh, it takes 
like five minutes to use the entire thing and it takes 15 minutes to clean it <laughs> which yeah, i don't think yeah. is good roi on time so i got the nespresso machine so what's like your favorite uh flavored nespresso product yeah so i like the altiso the best mm-hmm. you know i think it's just perfect but i usually don't have it black i have it like with two spoons of almond milk okay so i, I really like the taste of altiso and um i also like um the Wallety sauce. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correct. I wouldn't know, um, but okay, let's roll with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what is like? Are they all sort of like strong, uh, slightly on the bitter side, or they're like slightly more, like more oh. acidic? Yeah, they're they're on the bitter side. Definitely okay. on the okay. bitter side. You know, they're not yeah. on the sweeter side. I don't, yeah. I don't like that sweet taste in yeah. coffee. And yeah. initially, like you know, the way you had the French press, I used to have the mocha pot. Yeah. And when I wondered that, why didn't I get the Nespresso earlier? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the mo- the mocha part is like again, it's it's like I think three times more difficult than uh, the French press to use because it's like yeah, spills like over. Half an hour brewing, and I'm like, <laughs> now I don't have so much of time, you know. But I'm waiting for half an hour to like uh, brew it. So yeah, Nespresso uh, just makes life convenient and gives me like a beautiful coffee. for sure for sure like and you can sort of like just put the cup in and it starts brewing and you can do like other things at the same time it's not even like a attended time it's to um yeah. okay um so by the way this this podcast is not sponsored by nespresso we just like it. <laughs> <laughs> um and then you mentioned animal yoga so where can someone like learn more about it or like where can you find how to do it what are, what resources are you <clears throat> yeah so it's called animal flow it's a combination sorry, of yoga yeah. it's a combination of yoga and meditation there are a lot of you know youtube videos that you can get on to there are a lot of online classes you know if you're interested mm-hmm. i can you know maybe share some names with you but i am learning it from my trainer back oh. in india you know okay. she's like a certified uh, animal flow instructor i guess she went to dubai and she learned that she spent there like good one one year there but also originally uh, you know in canada it's got some great trainers mm-hmm. So yeah, but first check out the video and see if that's something that you know you would really like to do it. Interesting. It's- yeah, do do send me the link. I'll put in the show notes. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, let's uh, I let's segue into the topic for today, which is. Here's something I found on the web. According to accountingweb.co. Sorry, my Alexa decided to start talking. Yeah. So the the topic. Pratika's chosen is very saucy, and I'm very excited about this topic because a it's an exciting topic, and b the past two podcast episodes I've done on a similar topic have been the most popular, most listened to <laughs> one. <laughs> so the 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 topic we have is um, why do nice guys finish last? And um, yeah, to sort of kick this off, Pratika, uh, like why did you want to choose this topic? What is interesting about this topic? why did you choose this topic so i guess you know this is a very common phrase that you know why do nice guys finish last and a lot of books written in it, written on it a lot of youtube videos and mm. i also feel like it's a perception like why do nice guys finish last i don't understand first and foremost you know like um, you know i've met people who are true who are honest who are loving who are respectful yeah. what do you mean by nice yeah. you know what yeah. is it that you know yeah. Uh, yeah. is the word nice yeah so uh, i truly feel that you know nice is somebody like who has a strong character you mm-hmm. know who does not judge people 
school mm-hmm. is just there to like be there you know it's like just mm-hmm. hang around in your life yeah. and uh, nice is somebody where you don't feel judged like you know you're comfortable you can be in your own skin you know you can be quiet for hours you can be talkative for hours but you still don't feel judged by the opposite person and you're not mm-hmm. fearful that the person is going to walk out on you yeah. so i guess this is what it truly means to be nice mm-hmm. so so yeah and i feel these nice guys um to be honest in my opinion they don't finish last because they in fact build something that is so sustainable in the yeah. long term and um, yeah so that's I, that's why i thought it was going to be a very interesting topic to mm-hmm. talk about why nice guys finish last because in my opinion they don't finish last and uh, yeah yeah let's let's unpack that i feel like you sort of got the gist of what i feel about it as well in terms of let's start with like what exactly how, how do you define a nice guy uh, as opposed to like a bad boy the, those are sort of the two like i was watching uh, the new season of too hot to handle the trashy netflix tv show <laughs> um in that like when they're sort of introducing themselves they're like oh i like a bad boy i like a bad boy so what is like the how would you define a nice guy as opposed to a bad boy which like be attractive Okay first i feel that it's not a gender thing it's mm. not like a guy or a girl thing it's about mm. being nice and not being nice mm-hmm. so when i talk about you know uh, what is it to really be nice it is about like um, as i mentioned earlier non judgmental just hanging around but let's talk about somebody who's not nice yeah. i feel they are like very self absorbed very mm-hmm. selfish they don't know how to listen it's all about them it's yeah. all take and with no giving you know every act is with a very selfish motive uh, attached to it and um, you know everything is like um, being you know it's like funny yeah. for them nothing is really you know they they mm-hmm. don't take things two things that are meant to be taken seriously are not mm-hmm. taken very seriously yeah, by yeah. them they're yeah. not sensitive they're yeah. not uh, emotionally liable uh, you know dependable yeah. available So yeah I guess this is what differentiates a nice person from being a not so nice person. Then, What do you uh, think? Yeah I I agree with you on that but there is also this sort of um like especially I guess this is also sort of a function of at what age you are but like yeah. if you talk about like women in high school undergrad that sort of age group um they did they, they do say and express an interest in like the bad boy persona and um and so you've sort of labeled nice guys as you know all the positive traits and the bad guys as like all the negative traits but an- another sort of classification that i see is that the nice guy quote and quote or they they like to call themselves the nice guy are these sort of underconfident insecure guys whereas the bad boys as such are supposed to be these loud confident mm-hmm. uh, almost mm-hmm. alpha type of guys which women find attractive and mm-hmm. uh but uh another sort of definition is that you know if you're sort of more sensitive like you said so, so expressing some of those exhibiting some of those slightly uh more traditionally effeminate qualities of you know being sensitive being a little more caring uh, rather than you know being that sort of rash um bad boy who just you know does what he feels like says what he feels like doesn't really think about mm-hmm. what happens to the other person um that sort of distinction is also there I mean these these definitions are not exactly like well defined so if you like in your definition of what you said was a nice guy versus a bad boy mm-hmm. clearly like nobody would want to go for the bad boy because like it's uh, there's Definitely. absolutely no redeeming quality at all whereas mm-hmm. the other sort of definition where you know it's 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 not 
I mean, you call it bad, but it's sort of more, you know, mm-hmm. insensitive, less caring, that sort of a thing, more confident, more loud. Um, there. Now, there are two sort of perspectives on this, that certain narratives, perspectives that I've heard about it. And like, I'd, I actually have something that I'd like to quote you uh, from, and then you can tell me what your sort of views are. Because these are sort of the two opposing viewpoints on this whole nice guy topic that I've heard. The first one is sort of the more traditional one that you've seen in movies and TV shows growing up. Yeah. And the second, which is like the, the you know, why do nice guys finish last? And finishing last means that, you know, you sort of struggle to date and get attention from women throughout your life. And then once you get older, to mid to late 20s, 30s, that's when you sort of start making it happen. Um, and so the thing I'm reading to you is from one of these sort of trashy celebrity man that says, um, he hasn't called you in a week and the longest 15 minutes of your life was spent waiting on a text back from him. He built on you twice, uh, two Fridays ago, and you're thinking perhaps third time to charm. He goes by the name of Derek. He's built that flawless Tatum meets Gosling contour, and he's undoubtedly high in demand. He says all the right things. But did you notice Paul, who called you twice today, and you dodged both his rings? Did you realize that your inbox fills up with installing text messages from him on a regular basis? Don't forget the flowers he brought you on your second date. Yeah, that guy. Oh, that's right. He was never an option. In the complex world of women, guys like Paul don't stand a choice, a chance. The truth is, nice guys don't offer women a challenge. They're boring, agreeable, and easily attained. Women barely break a sweat with them. Men like Paul do not offer women the chase. They lack the heart-to-get appeal and are always there, wrapped around a woman's finger. Yes, it's true. Women want the chase. They ache for the struggle and they thirst for the one. What are you oh talking my, about? Oh my God, Anag. I just feel it is sad, but this is so damn true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is so damn true. So I was just thinking, you know, like few years when you were reading this out, like few years back, I was on a couch with one of my friends. Yeah. And she was dating this guy and she was really into him. Yeah. Like she used to like text him, you know, plan anniversary dates for him, uh, constantly do like whatever he'll ask for, yeah, change her entire schedule to yeah. meet him when he wants to meet her. Yeah. And he used to yeah. not answer her calls. Yeah. And she used to be half the time very depressed. Like, you know, out of 24 hours, 23 hours, she was depressed and crying. And I was like, yeah. why are you so much into him? Like, what is it? It's not even giving you happiness. And when you look at this other guy, there was another friend of hers who was, again, really into her. Yeah. Where he was just available. He used to help her, like, with her assignments and, you know, take her out when she was slow and, like, mm. discuss her family problems and was just around. And I was like, why don't you date him? Like, he's mm. he's just available. He's nice. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but he's just too nice. I don't like him. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I, we laughed over it and I, yeah. I was over it. And yeah. now it makes sense that yeah. why would he not date a nice guy? You know, what is wrong with it? Maybe because somewhere women like that push and pull. Yeah. They like that chase, you know, at times it is sad, yeah. but but maybe they do, you know, maybe they don't realize the worth of, you know, what it is to really be with somebody who is nice. The, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I guess at at the very basic level, it's simple economics, demand and supply. When there's less supply of attention, there's more demand for it. And then when you get yeah. too much of it, the sort of price or value. Yeah. This reminds yeah. me fact, of... Yeah, sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, in fact, I just want to share my own experience. You know, yeah. like 
I've also, also dated men like you know yeah. uh, usually ghosted on me or like you yeah. know who've just not been available and, and yeah. I'm like oh my god what's happening and this and that yeah. and you know like a lot of failed relationships and then I happened to meet somebody and mm. he was just really nice and I was yeah. like when he told me that he likes me I was like oh god damn this is not happening yeah. we are poles <laughs> apart you know this yeah. is not the kind of men I've ever dated and no this can't be happening and uh, but then I realized after spending a lot of time and you know we mm. were caught friends and we were just hanging in and I realized that you know a uh, lot of times we feel that we all have a checklist that okay mm. I want these 20 things in a man yeah. uh, or maybe in a woman yeah. like you know maybe uh, physically attractive or yeah. uh, doing x uh, kind of job or mm. socially you know this personality mm. like we might have 20 qualities that we want but mm. we don't realize what we really need yeah and that nice person literally gives you what you need and there's there's a fine difference between what you want and what you need and mm. i guess once you find what you need uh, it's a very satisfying relationship and it's a, a long lasting sustainable relationship so uh, so yeah that's so sweet uh, <laughs> uh yeah and and i think on on your sort of point about uh, you know want versus need um i feel like again it sort of comes with age so i know in high school and undergrad these are sort of tropes in movies and tv shows as well but you got to you sort of get attracted to the shiniest object there is so like yeah, if, you know the court the, the the trope is the quarterback in the football team you know someone mm-hmm. who's really like popular or someone who's really um has some position like like in a band or things like that like these these things are really shiny and they seem like very exciting um and they might not not necessarily make for like the best relationship but like you like the idea of dating someone um yeah. whereas you know once you had a few like bad experiences you realize okay this seems good on paper but not so good in reality so then you sort of then change your um, you know expectations and i mean i'm not saying this is only true for women true for men as well like when when i was younger in middle school i just like want to date women based on you know how they look basically did not really have personality interests anything else i met it. now yeah. it's it's changed quite um you mature and i i totally agree with you i also feel that age plays a very a big factor i also feel like the kind of movies and the shows that we watch growing up also plays a big role in building that yeah. perception that yeah. oh my god you know when you went to college you want to date that hot boy or that hot yeah. girl you know yeah. who's like really popular yeah. and it's kind of a self validation again for yourself yeah. also because you want to prove to yourself that oh my god you can date that person yeah yeah and that yeah. that's of course that's you know uh, with age you grow over it and you mature and with life experiences there's a lot of learning that goes into it and mm. i'm glad that uh, you know few of us do learn that <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah. um, it's not about dating that popular person but it's about that real connection that you can actually mm. build mm. so uh, yeah i totally agree with you on the age factor right and yeah that that, that was a good point you brought up i did not I would consider that but it makes sense that you sort of draw yourself worth from the person that you're able to sort of land or date so if that person is really really in demand and you certainly you're the person who's dating that person then you're sort of high value and then if you're not then yeah. that, that that sort of component um, yeah but you know when you think about it anak like how how can the relationship be beautiful like you know everything boils down first to yourself if you mm-hmm. are not happy with yourself you are not a secure person 
Mm. You know, you're looking for validation from outside. Mm. How will that relationship be happy? Mm. Happy relationship, you know. So if you're not happy, you can't give happiness to somebody else because you're going to constantly expect the other person to do things for you, to make you feel, you know, um, happy or to make that validation for you. So uh, it's very important to first work on yourself and then to go out there. Yeah, that that is also very true. We sort of um, like I think if you're not happy with yourself, there will always be this insecurity in that relationship because you'd always mm-hmm. be worried that you know this person is too good for me or you know somehow landed this person and now um, they might leave me and that will lead to problems in the relationship as well. So once you're sort of happy with yourself, you're secure. Um, I think that. I, I don't know if that was the direction you were going with. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Because you'll we'll uh, constantly be clingy in that relationship, yeah, you know. Yeah. You'll keep demanding things. You will, you'll always be this complaining nag, uh, nagging in the relationship. So mm. I guess that's what I was hinting at. Mm, true. And yeah, so so the, the final line in that article that I just quoted to was, um, it's, it's a learning process and partners we meet, love and leave, have all become our teachers. At the end of the day, once you have had your time being the jerk, you'll turn into the nice guy, you'll be a keeper. Nice guys finish last because they should finish last. Women must first practice on a rough draft rough draft um, before framing a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a beautiful quote. Where is it from? Some trashy magazine. I think it's from Elite Daily or something. I'll, I'll post the link. I'll share the link with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but that being said, I also want to talk about this other perspective of called the nice guy syndrome um, and like third wave feminists like to talk about this quite a mm-hmm. bit. And I feel like there is some some sort of value and like some truth in this perspective as well. So what the nice guy syndrome says is that it's like these men are actually not like quote unquote nice guys. Yeah. What they do is maybe because of all the movies and TV shows they've seen or um, they want to get attention from women either to mm-hmm. get into a relationship or maybe something more casual and they do nice things for them hoping to mm-hmm. get something in return and then when they don't get it they sort of get resentful and they be like you know oh, the nice guys finished last because i did all these nice things and i didn't get anything um which uh, also is i mean like a valid perspective so I'll, this is lit, this i'm quoting from i didn't know wikipedia had an article about nice guy but i think this sort of captures <laughs> it really well um it says um uh, the nice guy can be used to sarcastically describe a man who views himself as prototypical nice guy but whose nice deeds are deemed to be solely motivated by a desire to quote women uh, from said quoting, the nice guy may hope to form a romantic relationship or may be motivated by a simple desire to increase his sexual activity. The results of failure are often resentment towards women and or society. The nice guy is commonly said to be put by women into the friend zone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think this nice guy syndrome is basically like, you know, when you don't know what you want from life, yeah. uh, is when you're constantly trying to please other people. Mm-hmm. And when you come from this world of, you know, the world of need where, you know, you feel the need to be loved, to be mm-hmm. pleased, to be liked by everybody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you start tagging yourself that, oh my God, I'm doing everything possible, like the way you said mm-hmm. right now, yeah. you know, you're doing things to please the other person. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you get, um, you know, it kind of builds frustration in you rather because, 
you're constantly pleasing somebody else and yeah. in the end it all like blows up yeah i agree so I agree. yeah yeah and then it's like a downward spiral from there on so uh yeah it's, it's like a very risky place to be in i would say this uh yeah so sometimes these and and then like the these quote unquote nice guys who are doing all these nice things from one institute then they see that you know they're not getting the reciprocation then they a lot of them end mm-hmm. up turning though to those like asshole insensitive bad guys when they sort of show their true like intention um so like that's another perspective on this nice guys for yeah um, but but it's not a really relationship i feel like even if they're professional life you know when you yeah. don't know what you want and you're constantly in this thing of pleasing other people mm-hmm. you know you won't be able to succeed in it because people can see through you they can see mm-hmm. how insecure you are you're not doing things out of you know genuine interest mm-hmm. you're not doing things because you really mean it mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't work well so whether it's relationship it's professional life it's friendship it's about you know your own uh, uh any 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 area of your life that you pick it's not mm. going to be successful if you come from this entire syndrome of pleasing people so in if yeah so if you're being in genuine then people can sort of smell that yeah yeah you can't fake it you can't fake it for too long even if yeah. you fake it you know <laughs> it's going to all like blow up someday and yeah. then your true personality is going to be out there so sure. there's no for point sure. faking it for too long mm. it's just waste of time i would say no that's true and then one fan perspective that i've sort of seen on this whole nice guy thing versus bad nice guy versus bad boy i used to hear this more when i was like in middle school high school i don't sort of hear it now but i don't know i'd love to hear your thoughts on it so mm-hmm. the the perspective is that women love a project so like when they see a nice guy who sort of already sorted in his life that's not a trap when they see a bad boy with tons of red flags and lots of problems they see a project in that and they're like you know maybe i can fix it. and that's sort of what makes them want to date men like i don't know what your thoughts are <laughs> no i i i think just that you know women like to complicate their life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not only women it's just human nature where you like to complicate yeah. your life and something seems too simple yeah and good you're like oh my god it's going to be boring you yeah. know how do you i create dra- <laughs> how do i create a drama in my life yeah. but when you see these like bad guys you know what is it to like yeah. you know get through you have to constantly yeah. chase you have to yeah. you know it's difficult to get a point through to get attention so yeah. like okay life is going to be exciting let's try this out and so uh, i don't know but maybe this is what it is like mm-hmm. you just want to uh, create drama in your life and that's how you get attracted because it is it is true that you know as a teenager Mm. and uh, even i think you know once you grow up there's some kind of attraction with mm. the mischievous mysterious guys mm. you know mm. who are mm. you know whom you call the bad guys yeah. and uh, but i do not honestly understand what's the logic behind it <laughs> i i do not understand i've tried understanding that what is it that is so attractive <laughs> and maybe i've come to the conclusion now that maybe that you want just want some drama you don't want yeah. your life to be boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that that is also on some level true so like imagine today pratika whatever goals you sort of striving towards whether sort of your career or things like that if everything is achieved like you have literally nothing to do on your to do list what will uh-huh. you do <laughs> um it will sort of get really really boring maybe so like the thought exercise people do is um let's say today you get like 500 million dollars mm-hmm. what will you do so initially we will be like okay i'll you know go on a holiday travel the world 
buy a big mansion, buy these cars, this and that, blah, 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 blah. After like a year of doing that, it'll get boring. <laughs> then you'll, you'll, need, you'll need some sort of goal. You'll need some sort of challenge. That is why all these sort of billionaires then become philanthropists. Right? That's why Bill Gates is sort of not doing all this mm-hmm. uh, billionaire. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I kind of ag- I kind of agree with you, but I also feel that you know it's got to do a lot with individual personality. So mm-hmm. a lot of people where they they complete their goals, like yeah. they achieve them, but yeah. they're still not happy. So yeah. they never get comfortable where they are, and they're constantly trying For to get more, better. Yeah, 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 to strive and to get because you yeah. see so many business leaders, you know, even after mm. achieving a certain target. Yeah. Um, a revenue target is still like aim for something yeah, bigger yeah, in life. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's got to do a lot with individual personality. And similarly, so when you talk about relationships, since that's yeah. the topic right now, you know, and yeah. we talk about having a boring relationship. So yeah. uh, when you choose a nice person and when you're dating a nice guy and it's kind of sustainable, yeah. it depends on individual personality. How much yeah. are you ready to work on it on daily basis? There are a yeah. lot of yeah. ways that you can make it interesting. Yeah. But if you're yeah. somebody who gets too com- comfortable and gets bored out of it, yeah. then yeah. you will definitely look for that not so yeah. nice guy because yeah. life is not it's going to be, yeah. it's more interesting. Yeah, no, that, I agree with you on, on that as well. Um, like, so when it, when it, when it comes to uh, like dating, right? when you meet someone for the first time, you can go on the most boring date ever, which is like just for a cup of coffee or for a, for a drink. Mm-hmm. And because it's someone new, there's so much excitement. There's awkwardness, but there's also excitement. Um, now, when you sort of uh, are in a long-term relationship, sometimes if you get too, into too much of a routine, if it's too predictable, like, okay, you know, we do this, we do this, like, you, you know exactly how the day is going to go down, what the other person is going to say, then it starts getting like, boring and monotonous so there are ways to sort of spice things up and people do that and some people have really really healthy uh, happy relationships whereas other people get stuck in a rut and i don't know we seem to be going all over the place with that <laughs> but it's right. no no i i totally agree with you you know like uh even like being with nice people like you can mm. have a lot of goals that are yeah. different and that can yeah. make the relationship interesting like follow yeah. a sport plan different dates yeah. you know have yeah. similar interests yeah. even if you don't have similar interests build similar interests yeah yeah uh, so it, it's got to do with how are you as a person and how much yeah. you want to work and how, how interesting do you want to make your life yeah, yeah. rather than no. just go with the flow so sure. it all boils down to being uh, what do you want in the end for sure uh, okay i think we have more than covered this topic we probably if <laughs> this was a course we've covered the next term syllabus as well um is there but i don't want to end this prematurely do you have any sort of final thoughts you'd like to say on this? no so I, I was actually wondering where does this quote come from you know like yeah. why do nice guys finish last uh-huh. and i read that it was actually by an american baseball coach who uh-huh. said in the baseball standing that, you know, nice guys finish last. What he meant was that people yeah. who are really outrageous, aggressive, ready to yeah. like do anything to win are the yeah. ones who win the baseball yeah. game. Yeah. But this uh, phrase has traveled from the baseball standing to yeah. the dating, rela- uh, dating yeah. world yeah. where yeah. it is now termed as like, you know, good people, mm. kind people finish mm. last, mm. Mm. which I feel is uh, not true. 
because <laughs> they don't finish last it's just that you know they build some, something that is sustainable maybe over the short term we feel the uh, you know the popular guys are getting it all but mm-hmm. i don't think that's true so yeah <laughs> these are my thoughts on well, that's that's a perfect way i did not know about where that quote came from but that's very interesting <laughs> <laughs> okay um so that wraps up the discussion um so let's get to the sort of ending section where i like to ask um guests about um okay maybe fl- maybe let me flip the script a little bit uh you know now we've gone through like two terms of rotman uh, business school and we're in our third term and mm-hmm. it's like a very stressful like you know two years of our life with like academics and recruiting and this and that um and then especially for us like moving to a new country starting a new life um is there something that you've sort of learned in the past like couple of terms that you would have loved to know when you started to like to your younger self back in uh, august or may wow so um yeah i think uh, something i i believe it's very important to have a stand alone spirit mm-hmm. so when i entered like i've been nested at home i've had mm. you know i've never moved out of my house is the first mm. time i've really moved out of my house mm. and i thought that yeah okay i'll be having a lot of friends things will be mm. easy mm. yes i do have a lot of friends but also yeah. i think it's very important to have that stand alone spirit yeah. and to constantly challenge yourself and to move in the direction that you're fearful about Mm. so whatever fears you you know go attack that first go for it and it takes a lot of courage and yeah. i'm still trying to build that on daily basis mm. that you know or going for things that i fear about so yeah and i hope to continue that in the next one and a half year at rotman no best of luck with that i'm sure you will uh um i feel like I don't know. You said that you were nervous about coming on this podcast. Is this an example of something that <laughs> uh uh yeah, I I could I w- I would say that. So as a child I was really shy. You yeah. know, this is hilarious, but uh, whenever we had some guests at home, I used to go lock myself in the room and my mom had to literally <laughs> drag me out and get me from the guests. Things have changed a lot since then, and I'm really thankful that it has changed. However, uh, yeah, I am trying to like constantly target things that you know mm-hmm. i'm not comfortable doing yeah yeah so yes. i was then fearful about i was fearful about the podcast but yeah i'm not yeah. comfortable uh, out of your not, comfort yeah. yeah yeah i'm not comfortable being out there in public and you yeah. know the uh, talking and you know uh, raising my opinion so yeah i'm just yeah. trying to do that on daily basis no that's that's amazing and on that your your point about you know staying locked up in your room and guess are over i still do that like even now oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> But you do that for different reasons, I guess, not because you're shy. No, I am shy. I don't want to go meet the guests. So my mom has to pull me out and be like, "Don't go talk to them." <laughs> yeah, like I'm good one on one. I I don't I don't like being in a crowd. Yeah, I I can see that. I yeah, it's, I feel like in in a crowd setting, um, it's hard to form like have like a meaningful conversation. It's all small talk. Because you have yeah. to talk about things which are relevant to all like five, seven, eight people, and mm-hmm. like unless like you know, for example, now we are all in business school. So if eight classmates meet, then we can maybe talk about something related to school, and that will be something like a common thread. But eight yeah. random people talking will always be small talk. It won't be anything that there's always going to be and. and like in bigger groups there's also like this virtue signaling that people want to do to sort of demonstrate higher status whether it's like 
you know, professional achievement, their intelligence or whatever, like there is sort of like an intention behind statements that are made. And there's this whole game that goes around, which I don't like, whereas one-on-one people can be sort of more genuine, more sort of have deeper connections, have deeper conversations. So that is the end of my rant about <laughs> conversations in the groups. Um, no, I totally agree. I think like one-on-one conversations definitely generate like a deeper connection between two people. And uh, yeah, maybe, you know, uh, you might you might consider that a trait of being an introvert, yeah. I would say. But yeah, uh, one-on-one connections, uh, one-on-one conversations are a lot better, I would say, for me at least. No, no, for sure. I think it's for everyone. Uh, all, although maybe I'm, we need to probably ask an extrovert because I, can, I am... Uh, introvert in an uh in and out um i when i was younger i used to be the kind of person where like you know if you go to the market or go to the mall and you see someone from school or you see someone that you know i started yeah. running in the opposite direction so that i didn't have to <laughs> go talk really to but unless you don't come across that way come on you're lying <laughs> no that is true it's it's just i guess life has again and again put me in a position where you know you have to go talk there is no way out and mm-hmm. that sort of made me comfortable but inherently I'm still an introvert so like you know when I go so extroverts are people who get energy out of interacting with a lot of people so like if they are in a party or if they're yeah. in a conference they talk mm-hmm. to 10 people they'll feel energized introverts I mean at our age I feel like you have to you can't be like oh I can't I'm not going to talk to anyone you have to but then after mm-hmm. all of that you like I feel very drained like I need to go be by myself and unwind and reach out totally totally <laughs> with that coffee <laughs> that coffee <laughs> yeah otherwise yeah. so much social interaction like drains me out um, so yeah. that's sort of like the difference between like how I would describe introverts and extroverts at our age now you can't obviously be that sort of introverted six-year-old who doesn't you know, talk to anyone mm-hmm. to sort of survive and jobs do but uh, that still manifests manifests yeah and I also feel like it's so sad because again you know people form so much of judgment about the one who's an extrovert so yeah. for example you know if you're raising your point or you know you're very vocal or you're very mm-hmm. social mm-hmm. people might be like oh he's really nice yeah or she's really you know he's really smart yeah. but somebody who's not really very talkative yeah. and who's by their self might not be considered the same but they yeah. are also really smart yeah. so it's sad but that's how it goes I guess yeah and I think this sort of goes to the Dunning-Kruger effect it's also not other people it's them themselves like I feel like so the Dunning-Kruger effect is um, smart people tend to doubt themselves like if you know like quite a bit about a topic you'll be like "Uh, maybe I don't know enough like I know a little bit and Mm -hmm. then dumb people or people who don't know anything about a topic they are very confident like they they feel like they (laughs) they know everything (laughs) So they'd be the loudest people in the room, whereas like the smart people or the people who know something. This is like a psychological bias. Interesting. Uh, I've never thought this way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's because when you don't know about what you don't know, then you're very mm-hmm. confident, like very ignorance is bliss type of thing. When you partially know about something, then you sort of then know that you know, there are these, these things that I don't know about, so I don't have the authority. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I keep taking tangents on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, I think it's been a lovely conversation, Pritika. Um, thank you so much for joining me today on this lovely Sunday morning. I don't know how lovely it is. It's, it is sunny, uh, although it is minus two degrees outside. Um, so I guess no, 
Thank you so much, Anna, for this opportunity. I had a lot of fun talking on this topic. Thank you so much for this. It was no, great. It was likewise. It was. And then final question: Who would you like to see next featured on this? <laughs> um, maybe like some more people from our sec from uh, section four. Just I need one name. <laughs> okay, I think um, Apita would be good. She has not been there. No, no, she has. She has. Oh, uh, she has. I- I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Apita. In fact, um, me and do Apita I do I became... really have to give a name right now? I mean, it's not like I'm going to go to that person and be like, you know, Prithika said you have to be on the podcast. Now I'm going to pull you by the ear and you have to be but like, is this like who would you think would be interesting to have on? I think Yvonne would be very interesting to have on the podcast. I totally <laughs> love her. Totally yeah. love her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Yvonne has also been on the podcast. <laughs> Shine, shine. Uh, Anak, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. We've it's had. Just, it's just 30... that I don't. Rem- I'm not good with my memory. I know, memory, I know, so... I know. It's we've had, we've had 35 episodes. So like, so, in fact, I, I would not even remember if, like, I hadn't spent like an hour recording episode. I'm before. sure you've not had Shivina. Oh yes, Shivina, I have. <laughs> yeah, Shivina, I think Shivina. Yeah. You definitely should have Shivina. I I think so too. Uh, Shivina would make for a, a fun conversation. So like brutal when she roasts people. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So we, we try to catch you. But once again, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Vitika, it was really really nice uh, speaking to you. This topic was so saucy. I really enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Anna. Okay, I'm going to stop recording.